Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to a special edition of the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast. Instead of our normal cadence of talking about the the latest news and things that happen and funny things that come to mind. This week, or this episode rather, we're talking about sort of evergreen situations in tactics. So real excited to have our first guest, Nico Conti, on to talk about the 442. So as this series progresses, we'll talk about tactics in both football and football. So with the first episode, we're talking about everybody's favorite formation, the 4-4-2. We are here with all-state striker Nico Conti. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You know him, you love him from the 2008 Lakeview High School Huskies soccer team. Uh, so those of you in southeastern Detroit or southeastern Michigan who are big fans of high school football, and by high school football, I mean high school soccer, uh, so not Friday Night Lights, more like like Thursday afternoons. When, when did soccer happen? Yeah, I think we were Tuesdays and Fridays. <laughs> Tuesday, Tuesday nights and Thursdays. <laughs> Excellent. Know. Excellent. Wow, I don't even remember. Uh, so we got Nico Conti here to talk about the 442. That's what he ran when he was in high school. And that's what we're here to talk about. Nico, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Asa. Uh, just, just to clarify, I was not all state. Um, I would have been, just like everybody else who played a high school <laughs> sport. I was, uh, didn't qualify because I didn't play enough games my senior year due to an injury. However, we did set a lot of scoring records. So I will be focusing on how we scored all the time and less on the defense, because that's all we did. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, everybody was going to be All-State. I was going to be All-State in basketball. Uh, did I start for my team? No. No. Did I, did I come off the bench all that often? No. No, I didn't, but I was going to be All-State. You were going to be All-State. If I, if I didn't, you know. Because in pickup, it matters. Because in pickup, it matters. Uh, so, Nico, welcome. We're, we're here to talk a little bit about the 442. Um, for those of you who are fans of the pod, uh, you know, normally we're, we're talking narratives, we're talking players, oh, what happened this week, what happened that week, but this is more of an evergreen episode where we talk about tactics and, and what we're seeing on the field. So here we're going to talk about the 4-4-2, and I got I to gotta start with defense, I'm sorry. I, that, that's various. Um, I'll use defense as a way to get to offense, but maybe we explain <laughs> odd, odd front backs and going forward from there for a little terminology. Sure, 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 sure. So for those of you who are, are football fans, not football fans, 
the terminology uh, 30 front, 40 front, or even front, odd front are very familiar. Uh, and we're going to use that in football tactics because I think it's useful. So when we talk about an even front, we're talking about two strikers, two forwards. Uh, if we're talking about an odd front, we're going to talk about one forward or three forwards. So, for example, a 4-3-3, that's an odd front. A 4-4-2, that's an even front. And the way that you press out of these formations, the way that you attack out of these formations, they're very different. So today, we're, we're here to talk about the 4-4-2. So a little bit of background, Neek. Uh, you, you played in the 4-4-2. We played all the time in the 4-4-2. Did you ever play anything else? No. In fact, we tried, um, but it required some level of competence that is not there in high school teams. And we were just crushing everybody in a 4-4-2 anyway because the 4-4-2 is so easy. You just have to exist in it. And if you have more talent, you're probably going to win at some point. So the 4-4-2 is, uh, is the 4-3 is the cover two of soccer formations. It's, it's, it's power football. It's power football. It's Big Ten football in the 1990s. Lloyd Carr, you're jamming it up the middle. Five, you know it's going to work. You don't need to depend on a lot more. So it's, it's, it's basically like, all right, we're going to line up and uh, we're not going to ask to do much. We're just going to roll the ball out there and hope it goes for the best. More or less. And it's safe. It's a very safe safe formation so to kind of describe what a 442 is is that a is that an airplane did i, that, I think that I, yeah airplane. that's a, that's an airplane for those of you who don't know uh we live near uh an airport and by we i, I don't mean me and nico we do not live together uh we Anymore. did we did uh <laughs> several that, times on and off several times on and off uh it was a bad breakup it was it was a bad breakup it was we, uh, your fault yeah first year yeah i i it's it's i loved another um and it was it was the sugar shack. But Ugh. back to back, it, right into the pod if you want to know the sugar shack stories. But uh, what we're talking about here um, is is the four four two and the even fronts and and how you play defense. We're starting off with defense. And what did you do? I mean, like, tell me about your team. Like when you were on defense as a striker, what did you do? Sure. So nothing. Because <laughs> I, didn't have, I didn't have to, and we scored goals. But uh, to kind of explain how the defense would work... Um, and this is hypothetical, because you've never played defense. Because I've never played defense <laughs> once, no. And I might have got yelled at a few times and didn't have to. So uh, the four four two working up from the back, that's four in the back. That's your back line. Four in the midfield, in theory, flat across and as straight cut and dry as it gets. And then two up top, not tandem, but like literally like next to each other in a sense. So that's the 4-4-2. So when you're, when you're in a 4-4-2 and you're just playing the most simple form, you have your two forwards up top just coaxing the ball into a direction in which it gets into the midfield where you're, everybody's playing essentially in quarters, 25% of that area. It is very easy to cover and mark all the men. You have a triangle with your forward. Triangles are good in soccer, just like in other sports, LA Lakers circa the last... Phil Jack. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm personally offended that you use the L.A. Lakers as the triangle example and not the Chicago Bulls. Sorry. That's, that's wrong. That is wrong. That's that wrong. is wrong. So, so we, we have an apologies in to our older brothers for not putting respect on the Chicago Bulls name. That, I'm sorry for that. That is but, my fault. But triangles are good. <laughs> and they're very easy to make when you're coaxing the ball right or left with the forwards. And then you have your midfielder on one side pushing up. You have the other uh, central midfielder that's there as well. It's just very easy to cover everything they might have, and then suddenly you're on the attack. So it requires very little know-how or understanding of soccer or extra conditioning if everybody's really just sticking to their quarter. The fours don't have to exert themselves at all, which is fantastic. <laughs> Makes fours happier than they were. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny here. What I'm, what I'm hearing is just like, 
real shit talking of your team. Just a lot of dumb. <laughs> like I, I'm oh, hearing you call no. your players dumb because you said it doesn't take a lot of energy. It, it doesn't take a lot of effort. It's <laughs> simple. Like you, you, it, it is very simple and it's very safe. Um, we did have more know-how than most teams at the time and the only reason I said that because if Greg Norod is listening he's going to get real angry <laughs> if, I if I don't give him that call out um, but it's very it's very simple to defend when you're in the attacking third so you're in the third where you could potentially score as a team if you were to recover the ball and even more simple to defend when you have a team in your third of the field that you're defending and you have four across the back and then you have four in that midfield marking any anything with a pulse um, and some things without so um, it's, it's just very simple and it's straightforward. It, okay, so so when you're in defense as a striker, and so it was you and, and your, your striker partner. Brandon. Uh, Brandon. Real good. Real good? Yes. So he was better than you. His powers had made him arrogant. Arrogant, I see. <laughs> yes. Was he All-State? Uh, yeah, he was. <laughs> so he, he did not get disqualified for missing games, though. <laughs> so he was. The, so so was there awesome. was an All-State striker. It yeah. wasn't Nico, so yeah. that's fine. So maybe we should get Brandon on the pod, uh, <laughs> and he can tell us about how to play the four four two. Maybe I should leave the pod. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he could. So okay, so so when you're when you're a striker in a and you're you're uh, playing playing defense, um, but you're not doing much. So theoretically, what, it's theoretical I mean, defense. Yes. So where are you positioned? Because I know that that. Uh, we talk a lot about about keeping your yourself shoulder to shoulder with that with that center back, um, mm-hmm. not to stay not to get offside, but yep. easy to make that run. So Correct. if you're not playing defense, because obviously you know a lot of a lot of our our fans and, and myself, you know we're ball watchers. Mm-hmm. You know when you're watching watching it on the TV, you know you're watching the ball, so right. you see sort of where the ball looks in the attacking third. But I'm more interested in what are you doing uh, up top when the ball's behind you. You know, because yeah. you're not going to park the bus. If you're not going to park the bus, then you're going to be behind the ball. So what does that look like? Yeah, so that's exactly right. So in this formation, you do press up against those center backs and you stay shoulder to shoulder. And in terms of making runs to do offenses, to do the stuff that matters, <laughs> um, it's very easy and you're almost always faster. No, you are always faster than their backs and there's just one pass and you're in and that's it. So when you're in that position as and you're, you know, you and – the ball's coming out of the back, you and your other striker are, you know, pressed up against them. They're, they're almost always going to play, as usual, out to their to their right or left back. And you just kind of coach the ball that way and coax them that way and let them have that pass. And then you have your wingers right there marking their first, their first pass on the outside. So we're talking about the 4-4 four, four now. This is the midfield. They're going to mark that first pass. And then in the midfield, they're marked usually in the middle or at least taking up space enough that they have a very difficult pass out of the back to make the defenders kind of get a little, you know, at least in high school football, they get a little angsty, they get a little uncomfortable, they make a stupid long ball or try something stupid in the middle. And then you're right there off to the races, you're pressed up against um, their back line and you can very easily make a diagonal run. One run you're in doing a line run or one run you're literally through the middle. And like, it just, if you don't have patient players, you don't know how to find space, possess the ball, um, and you know, take a look for the pass before they get the ball. They're gonna, they're gonna lose control. And so, so you most players, <laughs> most most players are going to lose yeah. control. So you mentioned uh, being shoulder to shoulder with center back. Oh yeah. So what what were those conversations? Like? Oh, I was just gonna say <laughs> the most important thing is the conversation. Usually it involves speed. Um, just like they might have been bigger than me, but it was just like you are not fast enough. Like, I am going to score 10 goals today. Like, Brandon and I, we scored nine goals last game, and we didn't play the second half. Like, you are not fast enough. So so uh, how much of this is, is like, uh, you know, garden variety shit talk, or how much of this is like, uh, you know, you just got to first base, 
and you've got time to talk with the first baseman after a single, like, and you just, you know, shooting the shit. So usually it was the, the garden variety would start and like, you wouldn't, you may not score your first ball or two, but it'd be very apparent very quickly who was better and faster <laughs> and how the game was going to go. And just kind of like, just like the little subtle, like talks, not the direct things that I would like to do. And I think that upset people more. It's like, you don't look at them in the eye and say to like get in their face. They just kind of like, where were we on that one? Like, Didn't you see that, that run? I was making that run coming across. <laughs> so just, just. I, you know, I hate to, to stereotype. You didn't see stereo, that Stereotype soccer is passive-aggressive. but Oh, it's so <laughs> passive-aggressive. And then you tell them the run that you're going to do next and you do it. And then you either succeed or they get mad and do an angry thing. And then you have long hair and you flick it. And then you get the <laughs> so, call. So I'm hearing there's a, there's a lot of a wide receiver wide receiver ideology here where it's like you're you're going up against a, a cornerback and you're exactly saying exactly it. yeah it's like hey man you know where you're going yeah they i don't right exactly so like you know you're you're up at the line you know maybe it's not just before the snap maybe it's just before you know the ball gets gets in tra- transition and you're just you're looking at that that defender and you're saying you can't you can't cover me man you can't you can't you, can't cover, you me. can't cover me and i hope you have help over the top because if you don't um this is six or one as it were uh but so so what what tell me one very funny story about shit talking to a, a center back and and you can name the high school when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, I do remember specifically my senior year. We were in the we were always, we were state ranked every year in our senior. Year. We were projected to do very well, and we we're playing against the school Fraser, who had a forward. Um, now this is like striker egos. Who had a forward that was supposed to be just as good as us or match us, and they were like our biggest competitor in the area in the state. And we beat them two to nil. But I'll never forget the game started, and that kid was about to pass the ball back, and before the whistle blows, he's just yelling, "Oh, I'm goal hungry! I'm goal hungry!" He kept saying, "I'm goal hungry." So, like, Brandon sets me up for this beautiful run, and, like, we score, like, 10 minutes in. It was actually, like, on the front page of the newspaper and all that, which is even funnier. I remember running back, like, I just kind of passed him, and I was like, mmm. And that was it. Like, I just said, mmm. <laughs> See, it's a shame, because um, had this happened after the Will Golston-Denard era, uh, Denard Robinson, you could have done the uh, the eating. Oh, the eating, I could have. Yeah, I could have. That's, that's a shame. That revolutionized shit talk. Oh, yeah. It was, it, it, was, it was a game changer. It was. Um, but I'll tell you what's a real game changer. It's the Anchor app. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great today, Coach. Do you know why I'm doing great? Tell me. Because I get to make podcasts with my friends using the Anchor app. It, and, well, you know, I, I get why that makes you happy, but certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app. You know, you'd be surprised to find out completely free completely free but they say nothing is free well apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the anchor app wow well you know i'm I'm sure that it's like you gotta have some like super complicated studio or editing software right you know i can't say that confidently but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts i'm fairly confident any moron can do it well you know any any moron can do it because again i do it now, that doesn't mean that you can edit well. You can. I can. I don't really know how to edit. 
but you can do it through the anchor app. It supposedly makes it easy. You're just not that good at it. It's all right. And we, when we say you, we mean the royal you, listener. Not just you, Asa. Uh, or but, you, Greg. Right. Uh, and not just you, Greg, you, Greg, but you, Greg, Greg Burt. Who, who I assume listens. Does, do, do we have confirmation that Greg Berhalter listens to the podcast? We have confirmation that a Greg listens to the podcast. Why do we need a second one? I mean, you certainly don't need an extra G. No, that's just, Greg. that's incredibly wrong. Um, but, you know, people listen to our, our podcast and they, they listen to it all over the place. So does that happen by magic? It, it might. I don't know how we got a Czech Republic listener. <laughs> Well, I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It does. It's very easy to find. I've been able to find it on at least two of those services. And, you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. Are what more do you need than those three? Right. Our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What, what do you want? Um, so here's, here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get pray, paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but if somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos, could they do that through the Anchor app? I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you are so inclined. We're... we're we're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice. Your uh, ideas intrigue me, and I would like to sub- subscribe to your podcast. And I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little follow button, and you'll hear from us twice a week, every week. Every week. Um, so it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place through the Anchor app. It sure is, which makes bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier. Sure does. So do you want to do you want to do, do the call to action or do you want me to do the call to action? Be my guest. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. So. Dear for listeners and friends, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, do not put anchor.fm slash TLS underscore N underscore TDS um, because we don't get anything from it. So just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app so you too can trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos. That's really the dream. Of- All right, so let's talk offense. I know that talking defense with a striker is like asking the Pope about sexual positions, but it's just not going to go where, you know, we're not going anywhere with that. Like, he doesn't know. No. He's never done it. You, you've never played defense. I've never played defense. <laughs> so asking, asking a striker about defense, not helpful. But, but a bear shits in the woods and, and a striker plays offense. So let's talk 4-4-2 <laughs> attack. Let's talk four four two attack. So, the four four two attack, you know, you need you need two strikers up top who know how to make simple diagonal runs and just press up, and that's easy. Anybody can do that. They don't have to be talented to do that to know how to make a diagonal run. 
You don't need to have a talented midfield to just sit there and wait for somebody to make a diagonal run and go, Hi, Greg. Hi, Greg. <laughs> hey, Greg. <laughs> and go and just, you know, line, line, line. Or, or it takes very little for somebody to hold the ball for seconds as a as run right or left and angle it just slightly, <laughs> and you're, you're going to get open. Um, the competence trouble comes in the 4-4-2 with the attack is those those wingers on each side. So you really need them to make some overlapping and line runs. That's how you're going to get into the box. You're going to get some crosses in, or you're going to have those two outstanding strikers get into the box and get a ball and finish, which is what they do, and they do it very well for a long time. So when, you're, when your team played, like, are, we, are we looking at in, in attack, when you had the ball? Obviously, it's not going to look like a 4-4-2 because you're going to want those wingers setting, the, setting the width. Correct, yeah. So what does it look like? It does look like to a certain extent that up top, at most times, assuming that the winger on the other side is swinging the gate, it looks like you have a three-man front up top. Okay. It looks like you have a three-man front. Okay. If so those wingers are making those overlapping and line runs, but there are other times that like those two forwards can even play off each other. If you feed one of the, the strikers the ball and he's got his back to the, to the back line, at that point, those other defenders start dropping back. The other forward makes an overlapping diagonal run. You're not worried about offsides anymore, and you have that's. I mean, that's very easy to do. You have those two forwards simply just work off each other and create, and you can score that way. And then your wingers don't get out of position. So you're, that's like a like a hold up. Yeah, a hold oh, up. Oh yeah, center absolutely. Forward. Or you could even think of that as like a four four one one is like what that becomes and what that will look like. Um, and you create some you know one on one breaks, or you just really you you really get the ball to that first striker and then one run and you're in the box and that's it sometimes. And that's so, as easy as it takes. We assume that you were the hold up center forward and Brandon scored because he was all state. And you, <laughs> you were not. That hurt. <laughs> we, uh, you know, we, we switched on and off. I will say that most of my goals came from Brandon's competence and setting me up and then me just being faster than everybody and knowing how to finish. But, uh, you know, uh, you can very easily, the 4-4-2 can very easily be a 4-4-1-1 and you don't have to depend on those, those wingers so much. Even if they just inch up and, come up a little bit, you feed the first striker with his back to the defense, one overlapping run with the other forward, and then you have those wingers on either side open like you've created space. It's just very easy to create space. It's very efficient. Um, and then you have support from two center backs directly behind – or two center mids like directly behind you. Okay, so I guess the, the, the real question is, is when you're playing in attack and you're looking at a 4-4-2 um, you mentioned that there was an odd front with that. So let's say, let's say the ball is on – on a winger's foot in in the attack, what does it look like? Where is where are the fullbacks? Where are those center mids? What are you what right, are you right, asking right, right. for? So those the so starting from the starting from the back, those I I, I feel like I need to point out <laughs> that, 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 that we're not we're not always starting from the back. We like the front too. It's fine. <laughs> starting from the back line. There you uh, go. You're looking at you're looking at when those wingers get the ball on the wing and they're making a run on the line. Um, for those of you who are wondering, the line is the sideline. And the point of that is you get the ball to the sideline, you create within the field, and then very easily you can kick a ball into the box, and then some type of accidental contact happens and somebody the ball goes in the net, like which is what happens in high school. But it happens it a, a goals happen when you get it to the line, you get something in the box, right? So you're looking for support actually coming from to create a triangle, which triangles are good bowls. We're talking about the bulls. We're talking about the bulls <laughs> triangles. Um, you have the 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 backs pushing up to support the the left and right back to support whatever winger it is, respectively left or right. And then to complete that triangle, you have your center mids, and then you have two attacking strikers. And I mean, like you are on the offensive, and you are very well covered. 
um, with triangles. And then if you do lose possession, it's still very easy to mark, provided you have like not selfish wingers who are actually going to run back and not be jerks about it. Um, you're very easy to cover and defend. I, I feel like now's the time that to point out. I, I feel like now's the time to point out that he's talking about selfish wingers who don't track back. And I've I've played soccer with this man. He's never never <laughs> crossed the midfield line. Not once. Not once. Guilty. Guilty. But I I say it because I know the thought process, right? Because I do it and I've sure, done it. Right? Sure. And and there's nothing like yelling at other people to do a job you don't want to do. Correct. Um. So so when you were when you were playing and you. You know, you had a coach who was, who was telling you how to, to do this. So, you know, there's a certain amount of like, okay, here's the reality. Strikers don't play defense. But, you know, what, what would your coach have said to that? So he, the, he did ask very little of us on the defensive <laughs> okay. end because he knew we wouldn't respond. But also we were, <laughs> we were good enough. Um, but from a, from a striker standpoint, it's, it's really corralling the ball. And you really have to depend on your wingers to be competent and know how to mark and not get sucked in. Because if they get sucked in, you have two very out of shape, not as smart right and left backs who are now sucked in, and then you're assuming that your center backs are probably behind them, and then the wings are open, the midfield's all you know in shambles. And so defensively, you're really counting on those wingers to be smart and not get sucked in in the midfield, and the forwards have to just be there to support and put pressure on the defense, who inevitably aren't as skilled and will turn over the ball <laughs> with a little shit talking, and they're already like trying to impress you. So okay, so so like when you're talking about so so it, it sounds like you were your team was successful. Yes. Um, did you ever play Losser? We did play Losser. Did you beat Losser? No, actually, we played. No, we played and we played at Losser. I think in the regional semis or against them. I should really remember this. Um, we didn't. I think it was like the regional semis. We lost in my junior year, I think. That's not great. Yeah. That's not great. Yeah, that uh, was... Lasser High School, uh, the noted rival. Uh, it actually doesn't exist anymore. But noted rival of, of the alma mater of, of this podcast host. Uh, trash. Trash. <laughs> trash. trash. Uh, to my knowledge, I think our soccer team was okay. I, I don't think we won anything. But... You know, no joke. I honestly didn't even know you had a soccer team until recently. So I don't think that's were. That's not great. Same uh, areas we grew up in for the record. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apologies to, to Zach Wygoski, uh, who I think was our best player. Um, good guy. Good guy. Uh, he went to the Ivy League somewhere not to play soccer. So he was just a, like a very smart Brandon kid. Brandon Higgins of Andover <laughs> is what we're yeah. I mean, just like a very smart kid. Very nice kid. Yeah. Uh, uh, I hope he's doing well, Zach, if you, if you ever come across this podcast. Um, <laughs> shoot I us hope, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Shoot us, shoot us a follow. And were you guys any good? Did you actually win games? Yeah, we would love to hear about that because at the time I actually announced uh, I was a commentator on the radio for, for one of their games. Uh, and I don't remember if they were good. You also knew nothing about I knew, anything other than American football at that point. At that time, I, I was not aware that soccer was a thing. I was assigned this responsibility, and uh, I made up player names. I, I, I didn't know anybody's name. I, I just made up names. So, <laughs> But going back to the 4-4-2 and going back to 4-4-2 in the attack. So we talked a little bit about the wingers you know, making overlapping runs, underlapping runs. Um, when did you have a situation... You know, were you looking at, was one of the, the center mids asked to drop or were you asking your center backs to really cover halves of the field in attack? Because at least in the modern conception, a fullback, you know, they're wingbacks. They press up, they, they do things in the attack. Uh, and you're asking your center backs and your center mids to really control the ball until you can get your shape back. Uh, was that the case for you? Or were you just asking your center backs like, hey, 
bail us out. No, no, it, it was it was the former. It was the center mids had a lot of responsibility in controlling the midfield and getting back as well. And they did like our guys did like a great job. And and really, if you want to have just like four meatheads on the back line and just have a lot of that space covered and not worry about it. Like the great thing about a four four two is you can kind of do that. If your midfielders are competent all the way across, like you have two center mids that are well at holding, they can see the field. You have two wingers that are confident um, and that know when to attack and know how to make those runs, but also are conditioned enough to get back and not lazy. Um, that's one of the beauties of four four two. It's not outdated. It's used so frequently because it's so easy to do. You don't depend on a lot of knowledge and a lot of skill in all the positions, you know, across the board. This is this is the part where we mention that. Um... Gareth Bale is a winger who who does not play defense. Just yes. man, man is allergic <laughs> to defense, and we love him for it. We do. Uh, it is the official uh, position of the pod that defense is for suckers. That's right. <laughs> and it's better to win five four than to win one nothing. Absolutely. And um, what's more exciting? Yeah, and what's yes. more fun, Josie Mourinho? Right, <laughs> right. Win five four. Don't don't win one nothing because you end up losing two one. Every. <laughs> I'm not mad. About the Spurs season. I'm not. Um, big Spurs. Big Spurs. Big Spurs guy. Big Spurs guy. Um, so last question here. Last question here. Best goal you ever scored. Oh, man. Set it up for me. Best goal I ever scored. Um, it's interesting because we, we just talked about it. But um, it wasn't so much the most beautiful one. It was easy, but it was against Frazier. Okay. And that rivalry game against the guy that was saying he was goal hungry. And it was just really easy to break that back line and just... We were, played like a 4-4-1-1. Brandon gave me a beautiful ball, overlapping run around the 18, just placed it. And, uh, yeah, it was, just, it was just very clear from that point we were the better team and shit-talking commenced for the rest of the game, and we won. Uh, it was a 2-0 victory, and, yeah. Great, yeah. great. Let me tell you about the best goal I ever scored. Yeah. Uh, it, it didn't happen. We were playing rec league, uh, for those of you who are wondering. I was really hoping this yeah. was the goal you were going to we, we were playing rec league. Uh, at this time, I, I just started. Rec league at? At, at the University of Michigan. Uh, Which has decent rec league for Decent rec league, yeah. rec league football. Um, yeah. So we were, we, I was playing as a, as a winger. You didn't know what you were I didn't playing. know what I was playing. Yeah. I knew that my job was to run fast and pass people. So yeah. I get a beautiful ball from Nico. I take one or two touches that were not so bad. And I immediately strike the ball um, into the baseball field about 20 yards to the left of the goal. And mind you, we're, we were feet from the net. Like feet. If, if the ball ran into Asa, the ball's going to deflect in. Like there wasn't much that needed to be done. No. So, uh, so that's the best goal that I never scored uh, in a okay rec league game about eight years ago right so thanks again to to nico conti all state not all state striker uh we'll be back next time to talk about the 4-3-3 and why nico's wrong why he (laughs) is wrong about the 4-4-3-3 i feel strongly i i'm looking forward to talking about the 4-3-3 and all the gaps in the 4-4-3 and the confidence you need to run it so we'll we'll have nico back next time and uh thanks thanks so much nick thank you and that's all the time we have for that on the 442. Join us next time for tactical discussion of 433, 4231, 352, 532, 523, and all sorts of other fun things that happen in football tactics and formations. Um, we're not limiting this to uh, football formations. We'll, we'll have some former college football players on to talk 433, 34. Three, um, different types of, of offensive alignments. 
um, and how those influence what players do and how a team looks out there and what you should look for in order to understand the games that you are watching. So once again, you can find us on Twitter at at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Um, We'll probably have an Instagram page up at some point. Uh, And you can like and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. So thanks very much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.